0: Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. Yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Zuccarello Score! Off to double. he scores! Might have been tipped out front by Parisi. Fellino scores! scores! A shorthanded goal for Marcus Fellino! Out front, Hartman scores! said sends Sturm in
1: alone, he scores! Sturm has it, takes the shot at the empty net and scores! Alright, Judd, I know you grew up with Al Shaver, right? Yeah, oh yeah, shot in a goal, you know, right? Shot in a goal—that was his moniker, wasn't it? No, now, or no, what of
0: it? he shoots, he scores. He
1: shoots, he scores. Who did shot in a goal? I thought Frank Mazzacco did. Frank Mazzacco was a On shot in a goal. Love Frank too. Yep. And and I think the best of those play-by-play guys—they don't just crush to it every single time, right? Like they wouldn't use Mazako wouldn't go shot in a goal every single time. Yeah. Al, Al Shaver wouldn't say his 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 one. I'm just asking LePanta to just like mix up a little like hey, there's a goal. You score. Well, like I, just, I come. I up. think it's fine
0: to do. I think it's fine to do he scores. I think it's the tone of he scores. So like the Sturm one, which I think was the last call that you played, which was into an empty net, Mm -hmm. that's actually the call that he should use at times. So I don't care if he says he he scores. I just don't want every goal to sound like it's the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals goal. Yeah. Over time.
1: And I will say, his, his Nino Niederreiter call is amazing. I love that Nino call. Yep. I think that's great.
0: Well, sure, but that's a huge one. But I, but my point is, so, yeah. So the point is, though, by the time that the Wild, which, you know, beat the Avs 6-2 to on Wednesday night, by the time they get to goal, let's say, 4 or 5, you know, you can go with the he scores. It just doesn't need to sound, they don't all need to sound the same. That's sure. all. I, I just want to pull it back you. a little bit. I just want to feel the moment. Yep. And the moments are, are all Heat different. So all moment. it's all different. I want to feel that moment. And I don't need to feel that moment is the same every single time. That's the only thing we're saying. I got you. All right. Welcome into a one-timer <laughs> edition of Judd's Hockey Show. This will be a short and sweet. And it is Friday, so the Wild starts a two-game homestand stand tonight. Friday-Saturday games against the Kings, including a Saturday night uh, matchup in which I believe both teams will wear their reverse retros, which is going to be an absolutely glorious is that, jersey game. Is
1: that this that a Friday evening's jersey? That's Saturday. Saturday evening? Yep. Okay. I, and
0: I think the Kings are going to wear theirs, which are oh, their old awesome.
1: school ones. You know, I screwed up. I, I'll be at the Friday game. Oh, I yeah, you should have gone, oh, Dang it. You should have come to those Kings, those Kings purple... Those are the old school. Those are... I grew up with those. I, I've, I've made the point to you before. I'm not a big jersey guy. Yep. I don't I don't get up in arms over them, but I can confidently say those Kings jerseys are probably my favorite jerseys in all of hockey. Oh, a long wow. Time. Well, They're my favorite.
0: I grew up with those, and they should bring those back because they are great. Yep. And, of course, you know, the wild reverse retro look is the North Star look. So it's going to be glorious. Um, but we come to you because... Well, the Wild is on a hot streak, my good man. They've mm-hmm. won four consecutive games. They lost their first game. They got shut out by the Kings in their first game back from their um, COVID break, which they, of course, were forced into because they had uh, the coronavirus run through basically the entire team, it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, and then they beat the Ducks. Um, they beat the Ducks twice. Yep. And then they beat the Sharks. And I'm going to stop there because what I said at that point, and I think that we were in lockstep, decks when it came to this, was okay, you know what? The Ducks are god-awful. Yeah. Like, they are terrible, which I think we talked about on Judd's Hockey Show on Tuesday. And, you know, the Sharks are bad, too. So I said, give me the good teams. Like, give me the abs. Let's see how you do. Mm -hmm. Six to two win. The abs did not look super sharp, but I am more than willing to go down the path of that's still impressive. Like, you go into the opposing barn in hockey parlance, and you play... A good team that a lot of people expected to be in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you win 6-2. to two. Um, That is impressive. So the Wild now goes into tonight's game on Friday against the Kings. Four consecutive wins. But I am not going to sell them short in saying, Dex, that what they did in putting up six goals, and they've got the line combinations going great right now. Uh, Kapo Kaganen playing fantastic in goal. That's an impressive win. That's the type of win we want to see. Yes.
1: You want you want to, you want them to beat up on on the good teams or you want want to have good showings, excuse me, against the good teams like Colorado and, and Vegas. You're expected to beat these lowly Sharks team. The Kings are a lot better than we thought they were, but regardless, the Ducks and Sharks are in this bin of just they're they're not going to be good. I mean, my god, those teams are are they got they got a long ways to go mm-hmm. basically. And Colorado's a good team and in that first period, um I believe I tweeted this out too. I mean, they were playing in a track meet against Colorado. And I think we made the point that if you're going to get in a track meet against Colorado, odds are you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. In the words of Brooks, you might play them 10 times. You might, you know, they'll win nine. But mostly, you're going to lose if you get into a track meet with a team like Colorado. That being said, they were still very, very impressive. They had a good showing. Kapo Kakanen's been damn good. Hell, we might have two guys, uh, two players in the top five for uh, for the Callier Trophy this year. And and Kaprizov and Kapo Kakanen, who has just been lights out. Uh Cam Talbot will will get will get a run on Friday evening for the first time in almost a month, and with the back to back, I'm sure they'll split that up. Mm-hmm. Regardless, though, Kaprizov's playing well. Guys like Victor Rask and Matt Zuccarello have elevated things. It's been good to see. I mean, you really can't complain about any player right now or any real big situation I, I, outside the power play, which goes without saying because the power play is inept. Sure, but mostly right now things are coming up all wild. Kirill Kaprizov on Wednesday night, my man. Kirill Kaprizov. Yes.
0: Okay. (laughs) I can't tell you. And yes, he had one shot on goal. And yes, I tweeted, let's acknowledge that he is so talented. He needs to shoot more. And then I got, well, he did shoot more. They didn't get on goal. Well, the point is he needs to get more shots on goal. Okay? That is a, I think that's a very fair thing to point out. Mm -hmm. But my God, it's not a criticism of the fact that this guy it has been 20 years of wild hockey. 20 years is a long time. All right? They have a star player now. And look, I think Gabrick, when Gabrick was healthy and could play, had star potential. But there were a couple things. One, he was hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Two, Jacques Lemaire embraced a system that repressed Gabrick's abilities yeah like Jacques wanted him to play in a defensive structure because Jacques had the ability to milk victories from bad teams and God bless him he got this team to the the conference finals so that's all fantastic but I cannot articulate accurately how thrilling it is to sit down and watch the wild play (laughs) yeah and know that they have their own sort of Patrick Kane type, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think about this, Dex. Think about the amount of players that we have watched in 20 years. That's not a short time. No. And the you know what? There's been some good players. This is not to say that there haven't. There have been some very good players. You know, Zach Parisi, at his best, is a very good player. Yeah. Ryan Suter, a hell of a player, okay? But I think it's very fair to say that if you take into account um, – the fact that Gabrick probably didn't accomplish what he should have here, this is the first true pure superstar. Yeah. Um, I am beyond thrilled. I am beyond thrilled to watch a Minnesota team have a guy like that Sure. after watching a lot of other teams have a guy like that.
1: Absolutely. Um, it, it, it You bring up a good point that the Wild have always had good players. We can run down that whole list. Andrew Burnett was a good player. Um, Mikhail Grandlin, the Needle Neater Riders, Jason Zuckers, all very good players. Uh, you know, maybe the guys like Gabrick and even Brian Ralston, all even throwing throw in that mix, were pretty damn special players. Probably Gabrick ahead of Ralston and Ralston ahead of those good players. But that's why it's so impressive and amazing to watch Kaprizov because we haven't seen this in 12 years since Gabrick left. And number one, it's okay to marvel and all, all, like, be in love with what he's been able to do. And it's also okay to say, you know what? He's this. He's so damn good. He can even do more. That's okay to say. That's totally okay to say. It, it's not like you 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 are forbidden. I from, lost
0: my wild fan card. I think when I did that.
1: Well, good for you because I've lost mine years People ago. People were very and, upset with me again. Um, that's okay. Like I said, it's totally okay to ask Gabriel Caprice Soft to shoot more. He's he's literally making guys like Victor Rask and Kevin and 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 and, and Matt Zuccarello look very good right now.
0: And Zuccarello, to his credit, looks and, and like a I, different
1: player now. I think he's hopefully, knock on wood, the this, this player he guy. was in New York. Yes. This is your guy now. This yeah. is the
0: guy that you wrote about last year. Yep. And so, I'm not look writing at, about him this year. And that first goal that, that he scored against the Avs on Wednesday, from that angle, was incredible. It's insane. And they had the probably line, yeah. passed the puck too much at that point. But I think it went, Kapri- did, did it go Kapri- Kapri- Kaprizov-Rest, Kaprizov-Zuccarello? Yes,
1: Kaprizov with the first assist.
0: Okay. So so they probably passed too much, but for Zuccarello to score essentially from the side of the goal on the goal line is a great goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's get into the play because it was phenomenal to watch. Oh. The Kaprizov circling the net. I think he circled it twice and basically, yeah. basically looking like a kid. He looked like a varsity high school hockey player. D1 D one at the park yeah. at the park who said, can I play? And the kids are like, yeah, you can play. And he's like, okay, I'm going to play and I'm going to ba- essentially embarrass
1: you. It's like when the D1 kid shows up to the pond hockey with the neighborhood kids and he's going to show them a couple. Yes, he fact, and he doesn't say who he is.
0: In fact, I, I had that once when I was a, a youth uh, down at the park in Tonka by <laughs> by us. I believe a guy who played for Minnetonka came down, a varsity player. And mm-hmm. he's like, can I play? And we're like, yeah, of course. It's awesome. Awesome. And it was just like, well, it's no fun now because he always had the puck. (laughs) And, like, he probably wasn't trying that hard. So he circles the net, plays keep away, absolutely phenomenal. As a fan, I loved it. As a follower of the sport of hockey, I said, you ain't going to shoot the puck. And in the postgame, Dean Everson was asked about that very play Mm -hmm. and said, I was basically saying, shoot the puck. You've got to shoot the puck at some point in time. here. Like, there has to be a lane to shoot. But as far as a hockey fan goes in watching that, like, name me a wild player, again, Gabrick, who could even, and I don't know about that, who could even get close to essentially circling the abs. And it's the abs, so I don't care who we're talking about. We're not talking about the Ducks. Um, And Hmm. to make the abs look that foolish... And to watch that play. So I was sort of torn because it is incredible.
1: Yeah. But this is where you do have to find a way to shoot. This is where the uh, Stockholm syndrome comes into mind because I mean, I mean, what, Pierre Marc Bouchard before the concussions, you know, like who was it? Like who who else had this ability to cycle around like that? You know, Brian Ralston had the slap shot. He didn't have he didn't have the skating ability. Yeah, no, we
0: couldn't have done the skating. Once. You know,
1: but, but you you would marvel at any time he was at the top of the circles and you knew a, an absolute rocket was coming. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've ever had a player like this, and that's why it's awesome. That's why it's so much fun to watch him play. I mean, between him and and look, Kevin Fiala is getting buried right now in the lead of of also mm-hmm. playing very well. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Good. I think it's I think it's great that he's he's quietly playing very well because number one, I like he, he plays pissed off. I like I like watching him play angry. So it's even great for me. And and, and if that's you know, if Kevin's probably feeling himself right now. He's happy that this team uh, that the Wild are off to a hot start. I'm sure he loves. Kaprizov being here and him scoring big goals, but it's it's great. It, it, he literally it's it's just, it's just like a ace pitcher in a rotation. You you put the ace on top, and all of a sudden a one becomes a two, and a two becomes a three, and a three becomes a four. It makes your, your it makes your rotation look that much better. Absolutely. Ie in hockey, it makes your team look that much better and your depth look that much better. So that's why it's great to see. So I'm I'm happy to watch him, man. It's, I'm I'm excited to see him again on Friday evening. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: And now um so. Koppel played in the entire road trip because Cam Talbot was out because of COVID. Cam Talbot's going to be back in goal tonight. They're going to play the Kings. And I will say this. The Kings are one of, along with Chicago probably, the biggest surprises in this league. That's another good one, Chicago. The Kings have won six consecutive games. Mm -hmm. Um, They look absolutely great. They are going to, if they continue to play like this, certainly challenge the Wild for the uh, fourth and final playoff spot, or at least a playoff spot in their division. This is going to be intriguing because in the age of COVID now and the schedules being as condensed decks as they're going to be, Yeah, what I'm curious to see here too is how many teams ultimately have, because I think it's a necessity, two goaltenders. The Wild looks like they might have two now. And I think Cam is going to come back, and I think he's solid. Like, I don't think he's a star, but that's fine. He's solid. Kappa has played really well. With what you're going to have to do schedule-wise, because it's going to be a pain in the butt, um, oh. you you are going to need you're going. Yeah. two goaltenders consistently. Mm-hmm. This could actually be—it's not good that, Cam, that Cam's been hurt first and, and then had COVID, but if there is a blessing in disguise about it, yeah, it is the fact that you had to find out, and right now it looks like you should have two goaltenders— that you can play so nobody gets too tired.
1: No, it's actually an excellent point to make because, I mean, how many times did uh, the Wild fall in love with Dubnik, Dubnik, Dubnik for, for 90% oh, of the starts? Oh, it's um, so how true. How many times? And look, when you're when you're fighting for a playoff spot like the Wild were usually doing um, in the middle of the decade, and, you, you look, you know, Dubnik made those 38 consecutive starts when he got here because they had to use him. Um, you don't want to get in the habit of that year in and year out. I mean, look, Devin Dubnik is burned out. Like, I mean honestly, but you're so right about how that. how, how you're, I mean it's a great point how, Devin dubnick is 34 years old I good. honestly think goalies if they if they're the good ones can mature and play for a long time yeah. dubnik is cooked dude. Dubnyk is absolutely cooked in San Jose. Well, and
0: so is what's-his-face Jones.
1: Is awful. Uh, Martin Jones Martin is bad. Jones is terrible. Jonathan Quick, al- although lately been playing a little better yeah, in good. general, is no longer the Carey bully piece. Carey Price is to looking be.
0: very old and Carey tired. Carey
1: Price. These guys, if you run them out there so much, look at Bob in Florida. For God's sakes, when he was in Columbus, he was out there 70 starts a season. They got
0: that kid now playing well who, who so, was like a Sens third-round draft.
1: So I think it's a really good point that yeah. the tandem – of Capo and Talbot is only going to be a good thing. You know, what did John Madden say in football? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. You know, I think the the metaphor there. I think this works fine for hockey. I think uh, if you have two guys in in Talbot and Capo, that's a good problem to have of who do you want to start?
0: Especially now. Right. Especially now. Last thing. So, so far. and, And here's my, here's my just quick word of caution. Okay. Okay. I've gone down this path with this team and franchise before, where Mm -hmm. they've played well, and I've gotten excited about it and been like, okay, this is going to be it, and they're going to break through now, right? So I just want to caution against that. But let me tell you something. Just let's stop right now with where this team is at. Okay. And something that I really like and I think is a trend, and it is a good thing. Dean Everson is the first coach, probably since Jacques, that it occurs to me right now, at least subject to change that is playing guys like he sees fit. And I don't know if it's because of Bill Guerin. I don't know if it's because of changes, which again, the wild has subtracted some talented people from that room, but I think it was done for a reason. Eric Stahl would make more sense on this team than Joe Hanson does, yeah. no question, easily. But I also got the but I also got the feeling that he was basically said, "I bought a place in, in Edina, and I am going to retire here, and I am going to play here." And they're like, "No, dude, that's not how we want you to be. Right. We want you to be motivated." Um, but Zach Briezy has been put on a line with Hartman, and Ryan Hartman has played really well. But it's a third line; like, there is no, it is not a top six line. Um, and he's played, and they played well. Ryan Suter is back with Spurgeon now, which concerns me a little bit, but he has also been moved around his power play time i, I mean his his playing time decks has been brought down some yep. okay
1: yeah you.
0: y- your point on dubnik you know how often did it seem uh, until Dean that Dubnik was saying like I gotta play more i I gotta play yeah and he got to play right um and there were a lot of instances I thought where he shouldn't have. Like, this thing started to go south for Dubnik long before he got traded. The point being, right now, and I urge you, this could change, so I don't know. So don't come back and say you were wrong, because I might be wrong. Right now, I really like the fact that it feels like the people who run the team are far more dictating what's going to happen than the players. Okay. And I think it's fair to say that has, we we have been able to tell that has not always been the case.
1: Yeah. And, And that's important to me. I see what you're saying. Um, Like Zach
0: Barizi has been slotted where he has been, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, well, now he's got to be on the first line or the second line.
1: Right. Um, I see what you're saying, that we all knew that the the, the reason guys like Nino and Coyle and Zucker and even Eric Stahl go down the list were traded was not because they were bad players. Um, It was because I think Guerin and Fenton, to his credit, recognized that the culture in the room had to change. Yes, And I think... For whatever reason, and it goes, it goes beyond my head, this is the one sport where that locker room dynamic matters, I think, more than anything else. Look how dysfunctional the Golden State Warriors were off the court during their dynasty. Yeah, had guys talking trash, talking crap about each other, and Draymond, and Kevin Durant, and, and Steph Curry. Guess what? They still won championships. That doesn't diminish what they did. I think it's insanely impressive watching that, that Warriors dynasty over the last few years. But when I look at when I look at teams like the, in the NHL, it's the guys who have the best leaders in the room, the best cultures in the room. And winners. And winners. The Dallas the Stars. The thing. Dallas Stars make a run to the Stanley Cup finals last year because they have a good room.
0: And Ben is a, yeah. yep.
1: Jamie Ben's a great captain. Ben's like, a it, fantastic it, captain. It, it all is about right. that locker room. Right. And you can be sad that granlin has gone, and it was so sad to watch Nino Niederreiter thrive in Carolina. Now that's fine, but at the end of the day, you weren't you weren't accomplishing what you were accomplishing with that group, and it needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So yes, kudos to guys like Evison and Bill Guerin mm-hmm. and even Paul Fenton for recognizing that the ch- culture has to change. If you might not you might not like the on ice returns right away, short term, but in the long term, we're looking we're looking ahead here. We're no longer looking at the past. We're not longer looking in the short term. So yes, I Evison deserves credit. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to put him up for Jack Adams quite yet. But hell. oh no, and
0: it, and it could change. So yeah. don't don't get me wrong. I have I Things have I have <laughs> given this um, speech before and just been wrong. Yeah, like I have written before. This team now you can embrace them, and then they completely screw me. Okay, so I'm not going there yet. What I am saying is I like the fact that it looks like the people that are paid to lead the team are doing what they should. Because you know what, Dex. Ultimately, I think back to your point about Golden State. I think that that team, yes, could be dysfunctional, but it had a few people who knew how to
1: win, yeah, and they could put their foot down. And their coach was unbelievably good at that. Exactly. Too. Yeah.
0: Um, this team does. I don't think this team has had people who are are, are true winners. Yes. Like I, it's got some good players, but that that doesn't make you a Messier type, right? Mm-hmm. And and they certainly have not had a true captain. Koivu worked his butt off, and he and he would try, uh, but I don't. I never perceived him as being. A, oh my gosh, he's got the room, right? Yeah. Nobody had the room. No, no, no. And now I think people have taken control and said, if we want to be as successful as we can be, we at least have to give this a chance. The BS can't start off the ice. Yeah. And and the BS off the ice with this franchise previously to me was always way too much. And then you know what? That goes back to. Marcus Folino should not be the team spokesman the way that he had to be. Like, sure. now he's perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, guess but, but, I get But, you know,
0: two years back, the guy playing on the fourth line was basically the one trying to put his foot down. What does that say about you? You know, yeah, so anyway. That's a lot. Anyway, that's impressive. Subject to change. Don't blame me if it changes. Uh, but Back with a full version of Judd's Hockey Show, of course, next week. And who, who knows? If it's a successful uh, couple games against the Kings, we, we also might come back with a one-timer. On Monday or something like that, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. He's Judd. I'm Judd. I'm going crazy. Come on, man. I'm Judd. He's Declan. Declan, say your thing.
1: Pass, shoot, score. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you,
0: you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold, cold brew that's as festive as you.